Hi, I'm Kristen. I'm a social self-prez 911963. Hi, I'm Kaisa. I'm a sexual social 918 with the 3 and 5 fixes. Hi, I'm Sammy. I'm a self-prez social 911 with 514 and 413 fixes. Cool. All right. So today we're going to talk about self-preservation in dreams and we have done our own homework on how self-preservation shows up in our unconscious. Um I think I want to quick explain what we did to conjure these dreams cuz I don't know. I don't think I said that on the recording. I think we just talked about that after we were done recording. Okay. So what we did if if the audience would like to join along <laughs> and understand how self-preservation shows up in your dream. We did a dream incubation. Um for me, I don't know if you guys want to talk about how you you individually did it, but for me, I just before I went to sleep, I sat down and I journaled about everything I could at least consciously think of with my relationship towards self-preservation in my life. So I wrote down all of that which I will explain before my dream or when we're inter- like looking at the interpretation or whatever. Um and so like I suggested you could write question a question down and like I know other practices will say like write a question down 10 times in a row before you know you turn off the lights to go to sleep. And you'll have that kind of question still imprinted in your head as you go to sleep and your unconscious will hopefully answer it. Um, I didn't write a question down 10 times, but I like I was pretty much straight from writing this stuff down, thinking about it, falling asleep like immediately. That was just boom, boom, boom. And I had a dream for it. So um, if you guys want to explain what you did to conjure your self-pres dreams. Yeah, I did pretty similar. Um either the day of or the day previously, I'd um uh journaled a little bit about um where I was seeing self-present my dreams because I'd uh read some of my dreams over again and uh you know, quickly jotted down the themes. Um but that's about all I did for journaling and then later that night I went about it kind of sloppily. Like that night I got like drunk, so I <laughs> I just kind of plopped down in bed. And before I went to bed, I just was like I said out loud like, "Okay, unconscious, like can you please give me a dream that shows me self-pres explicitly?" And then I just went to bed and had the dream. That's um, a, like your dream's pretty fantastic too. Like it's re- spot on self-pres, so I'm excited. Yeah, it was super That's clear. That's so interesting. And usually, like, if I drink, like, my dreams are, it gets foggy with how I remember them. But I remembered this one, like, in detail. So, Fantastic. my unconscious heard me. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, thank God you finally fucking asked. <laughs> like, we've been waiting for this. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so, um, for me, um, 
I browsed through my dream journal and wrote down uh, all the pieces of cellprise that I found, like structures, buildings, vehicles, food, uh, like home related things that uh, there was really not, <laughs> but like, um, I, it was very like, I didn't journal about my relationship to self-press because I don't really get a sense what it is. It's kind of difficult to describe my relationship to something that I'm not really like, uh, sensating. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I journaled about my dreams, uh, read through it, looked for common themes, and then like wrote down 10 times that, uh, like, please tell me about self-press or <coughs> could you show me self-press? And my unconscious did show me self-press. <laughs> yes, the, it did so much so that we're reserving it for its own episode <laughs> of the, of the self-press blind that, um, I think it's interesting that like you couldn't really write about it because you don't don't really have a relationship with it and like I can see that in the dream itself so it's going to be like super interesting to break that down. <laughs> um but yeah, I I I think um it would be most appropriate to start out with Sammy's dream because of you being the SP Dom queen here. Um <laughs> that we can we can get an inside look on exactly how it shows up for you specifically and i think um i don't know if this would really help people like other sp doms or self-press social like everyone's gonna be different with their dreams because your unconscious is like super you know nuanced to your own personal experience your own development like where you are in your life where what your history is all that kind of stuff um but i think like the common themes and relations and all this stuff might be i mean at least when i think of other self-press social nines that i've talked to um i've i've automatically kind of noticed similarities um in in your dream versus theirs so i think it could help anybody listening um what to do about that and stuff like that so would you like to read the dream or would you like to have someone else read it or oh, explain can... a little bit about how you, it, it came up about um i can read it um i don't know if i should read the whole thing i mean i mean i'll read the whole thing but um i might paraphrase certain bits um yeah i would read the whole thing and then like you can leave out your context and stuff okay. um just uh until like maybe when you're done reading the whole because i think just being with what's going on in the dream will help people um mm -hmm. really get the feel for it and then afterwards you can say any context you would like to add all right okay so I dreamt that I was living in a house uh, with my family. Um, my friend from college was there, and I think she is also um, a self-press social um, stacking, and I think she's a seven. But um, so she was there, and we were in my bedroom, 
and the house that we were in it was a big house and each room had some activity going on in it so for example in the master bedroom my uh triple assertive sister was collecting crystals and i found some sort of like flyer or piece of paper that had this kind of like religion it was like advertising a sort of religion and the religion was like called warriors like of the earth so it was like centered around crystals and earth healing and um I asked my sister about the crystals I thought like are you a member of this religion and she says like no I just have the crystals for healing and I was like oh cool so then later on uh, my sister is placing a Starbucks order on her phone and I ask for a donut and she just goes to order without adding my donut (laughs) and uh so I walk (laughs) to the living room slash kitchen because I guess the two are combined and I asked my mom like can you just get me a donut anyways because I really want a donut (laughs) and my donut was not added to the order (laughs) so um yeah so anyways like a bit later like later in the evening it's like getting the sun is setting it's like night um I find some big like cardboard boxes laying around so I go outside to take them out to the trash and when I walk out yeah like it's pitch black and I'm a little scared and we're like in the desert and my dad is like you know watch out for snakes there could be snakes so just be careful um so I go outside and I see this man like walking towards our house and immediately I'm like registering this as like fearful like he I don't know him I don't know what he's doing so I don't even take out the trash I just walk back inside and my mom is there and she's like what's wrong and I'm like I'm trying to close the door to the house but none of the locks are working and the door just like isn't closing um and I'm like freaking out I'm worried this guy's getting like really close to the door now like he's just a few steps away um so I go hide and this guy apparently he's just like delivering a package um because like when my mom opens the door he just hands her a package um (laughs) but that's basically the end of the dream that's what happened and then um, beautiful beautiful self-pressed dream (laughs) to give a little context with um the crystal earth religion thing um i had been getting into around the time of this dream um this like slovenian artist who does like earth healing he creates these like sculptures and um he calls it like acupuncture for the earth um so that was something i'd been like kind of enamored with at the time and so i see like a direct relationship with that and um with my sister in this pamphlet but yeah i think that's about it for the context i think everything else is pretty much there for Mm -hmm. interpretation i just like it was so funny when like you messaged us after like our podcast and everything and you're like guys i did it and it had literally everything (laughs) self-preservation like everything we talked about Mm -hmm. food mother earth (laughs) all this shit just like your unconscious like oh yeah i like all that (laughs) i know it was so clear i was surprised because i hadn't dreamt about food in a while 
Mm-hmm. And so into the stream, I get like the donut. <laughs> the donut. <laughs> Do you have like associations donut. with with donuts? Like, is that something that you normally eat or no? It's it's just a treat. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and it, it's interesting that it was associated with my sister not like allowing me to have it. Because mm-hmm. growing up as kids, we would always like fight over the food. Like, if my mom brought back a treat, it's like you know. There was always drama over the food in our household, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you've seen the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yes! I was so gonna like, say that! There was, a, there was a donut, like an Ouroboros kind of donut thing. Sorry, mm-hmm. I spoil it probably, but like... <laughs> yeah, it's like the snake eating its tail thing. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that, Sammy? I have. I have seen it. Um, I saw it, like, on a plane a while ago, so I don't remember every detail. Yeah. I remember the bagel. Oh, yeah, it was a bagel. Oh, fuck, that's right. Same same idea, I guess. (laughs) The everything bagel, yeah. Right, oh, that's what it was. Damn it. Yeah, no, same same thing, though. They look the fucking same. (laughs) Yeah, both of them are pastries with a hole. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Another um, thing also that comes to mind is that whole Warriors of the Earth. Um, so like that was so cool. It was, and um, our favorite David Gray uh, associates the whole self press with Earth, but also with the animal realm, with like uh, with a emphasis on the survival and. It's like overlapping with eight self-press social, so there would be kind of this warriors of the earth, like uh, loves of jungle and um, I don't know, fight for survival or. Mm-hmm. But also with the with the crystals, they are crystals are also found uh, in the earth, mm-hmm. so there are like many elements to it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I find it interesting that, like, with that part, it's kind of reflecting when we were talking about Earth and elements of the Earth being more of the kind of um, archetypal energies of self-preservation. And this thing, like, in your dream, it's showing up more, um, it's, like, distant. Like, it's not quite there yet, but the awareness of it is there. So you're not in it, you're not in the religion, you're not like, um, you're not a part of the the warrior kind of archetype sort of thing, but you know that it's there. And like, you're, again, like your triple assertive sister is the one mm-hmm. that's like, kind of interacting with it. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, here's this thing. And even, even though she's not a member, like, there's still ties that, she, that she has that you're like, looking to her in the dream to kind of explain this thing to you or whatever. So it's like an assertive quality um, within yourself can maybe get you to the more archetypal um, forces of self-pres, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that does make sense. Cause I was doing a lot of like observations of how she was interacting with it, but not really thinking about how I could incorporate it in myself. I saw it as very distant, like you said. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's a big piece well and I just I love that 
imagery of like the acupuncture for the earth sort of <laughs> <laughs> like wow let's you can't get more symbolic than that I guess yeah. um like there feels like this healing energy um like you're talking about well your sister's saying about how it brings about healing energy and then you kind of talk about your personal um context is this this artist or whatever giving about the earth is healing energy to me it kind of feels like what we were talking about with self-preservation like um, healing that wound or understanding it within ourselves can then collectively help like the self-preservation in in the world like as the world you know like mm -hmm. if we don't get our shit together the world suffers from that um, this is kind of just going off on social shit right now but like it, that's kind of what I think is there's this sort of a, awareness of like internally healing can reflect external healing in a way um, and possibly that both this friend who's assertive and your sister who's assertive, um, there's an assertive quality that will get you there that the the ego doesn't typically allow itself to do. So mm -hmm. I think what's interesting, this is kind of just collectively, um, not entirely like, um, I don't think... I think this applies kind of to everybody that when you're doing any kind of like healing process, one of the things is kind of breaking down what the personality typically wants to go to for healing because the personality is going to like try to self-soothe in some kind of way and it's just going to be your structure over and over and over again. Um, but in the dream, like it's showing these two assertive people that it's like, you would have to do the and you being triple withdrawn like you'd have to do the complete opposite for any like real healing if that makes sense um it's like allowing your type structure to release a little bit to let something else come through that makes yeah sense. i think it's worth mentioning too my mom is also a seven she's oh boy too, so she's got yeah <laughs> and so i'm relying on her a lot in this dream as well mm. like get me the donut go see who this man is you know well, and that's that's too like what we were talking about, self-preservation having its own mother aspect of like wanting um, your self-preservation habits to kind of soothe you in the way that mother would when you were little, you know, to hold you in that way. Yeah. So I find that interesting that she's kind of um, taking a more um, like you're relying, you're kind of... Uh, outsourcing her for self-pres you know and it's not like your actual mom but like the the concept of mother within mm -hmm. you is is being used for self-preservation um and getting what you want that nurture like your the self-preservation things you're doing are nurturing you in some kind of way um rather than being able to like generate the nurturance within yourself um which might call for a more assertive <laughs> trait of some kind but yeah and then if you don't have too many associations with donut like I I automatically kind of think of it being sort of unhealthy too so this could be like unhealthy modes of self-preservation that you're looking for in like a um, comfort food yeah 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 and that could be reflected anywhere so it might not be actual food in real life but like just self-preservation things that are 
easily being taken in that could be unhealthy no I mean I I do see it in real life um not with literal donuts but also with just like <laughs> junky food or just like um you know I'll eat like dinner like have a you know regular dinner meal and then afterwards I'm like I'm really craving this like you know pastry that you know wouldn't really go well with the food I just ate but I just you know the craving for this thing that is comforting because it probably does remind me of like a food I ate in childhood or something mm-hmm. um well and just the feed like the feeling that's being generated when you're giving yourself something like that is a feeling of nurturing yourself you know yeah so it's it's like um that's why like every instinct is going to have some kind of aspect of mother like I'm gonna go for social hits because that feels nurturing to me like I feel that kind of um everyone kind of has that in their own way but with self-preservation it's it's probably more in like um items or resources or like ways of life like that kind of thing is it's going to be more um automatically there in your routine and stuff Uh, And I also think it's interesting that, like, in order to even really get there, you have this process of, like, first asking your sister who denies you and then asking your mom. So it's like, oh, I could try to be assertive and really heal myself and find these, like, natural ways of nurturing myself. Um, But, like, it's, it's like it would require a bit too much effort because it, if you think of it realistically, if you ask your sister to place an order and she doesn't do it for you, like then you place your own order or whatever, you know, like you yeah. ask for you, like, why would you go to your mom? Like immediately or I just resign and think and say like, ah, oh, I don't need it. I'll be, I'll be without it. Cause I don't want to give that energy to something that I have to work so hard for. <laughs> right. Oh. Right. Um, and then I think, so the ending is, I think, what's going to be the most interesting um, about this whole sort of, like, how are you healing? How can you kind of, like, uh, be more consciously aware of your own relationship with self-preservation, stuff like that? Um, that, like, I I think, so, I know, Kaisa, you mentioned about snakes maybe being, like, um tied to sexual and stuff like that but even like it could be sexual it could just be like something unknown something not safe like here we kind of see the fear of self-preservation that we were talking about you know Mm -hmm. like there is something outside of the home like isn't snakes in the grass like a term people use for something i I don't know yeah or like uh, i don't know at least here snakes are used of people who are like sly or could like betray you right yeah 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 uh yeah treacherous or deceitful mm-hmm, right like that kind of idea um like also you mentioned there's a uh, desert and just pitch black dark outside which makes me think that like um like desert often is associated with like there's no water, no nourishment. No resources, like right. A complete, yeah, complete lack of resources and darkness. There could be like any anything that like dangers you are not seeing, like a loss of vision. So like outside of that 
boundary of home there would be like like resources would run out and yeah you'd be left vulnerable in a way mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. completely vulnerable in the point of like you're risking something essentially um and that's why i think it's interesting then that like to see the man walking towards you so you could even just look at the aspect of like taking out the trash like you're trying to clean up this idea or you're trying to understand it you're trying to like um regulate in some sort of way where it's like incoming outcoming like that kind of um of resources like it's only when i take out the resources that i've already used that i can be exposed to this thing like we could get pretty symbolic with what trash means but that's like just off the top of my head an example um right so without looking at like too much about the symbology of trash or whatever (laughs) um I would think that like the the man mostly any time that there's some kind of frightening figure in a dream that you're trying desperately like the dream ego is trying to desperately avoid it's usually like a figure that's trying to represent something we don't typically have access to like if you were to do active imagination with this dream like in the Jungian sense you would sit kind of meditate with the symbols of the dream and you go and you like actually talk to the the man and ask what he wants or like you look in the package or something it would probably have some kind of like realization of like oh this is just like the social instinct now or like oh this is just the sexual instinct now like he's representing something that that you aren't um like you're perceiving as a threat but it's just not like the dream's not presenting it in a way yet that would make sense to you because you're so like trapped up in or or um like staying safe in your home in your psychic mm-hmm. home like you've created the psychic home you're safe in it this is where i'm going to be and it isn't until an outside force comes in that i know nothing about but that outside force is extremely terrifying and it's going to threaten my psychic connection with self-preservation in the home so to even be shown in the dream that he just has a package it's like hey i have a message for you like i have something for you this is like this is i'm bringing something new into the home that you haven't already brought in you know wow yeah no that's really deep i never would have thought about it that way because yeah i was terrified i like and he really was just like a regular man I didn't see the package in his hand when he was walking towards the house. And so that's when the fear kicked in. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was only when my mom like uh, answered the door and he handed her the package. I was like, oh, it's not (laughs) a scary thing. I thought it was. It's just a literal like message, like you said, of something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she's like being kind of a, a guidance in a way because she is the original source of this like she is the mother you know like mm-hmm. and there's only so much that like they can do and then you have to kind of start doing it on your own that like she's your own mothering instinct being able to approach this thing 
you know, and like open Mm. the door and let it in and know that it's safe and it's okay and stuff like that, that like you're trying to lock the door and it's not being like you can't. It's like these psychic barriers don't actually keep any of this stuff out. (laughs) Like you're just trying desperately to keep it out, but it's still there. Like it's still in your psyche. It's just like, where's the the relationship with it? That, that like your own internal mother, like your own way of nurturing yourself is able to really just, oh, hello, thanks for that. <laughs> um, but the the ego or the dream ego in this case is like, oh, no, hell no. Like, that's not, I'm not going to risk it. I'm not going to risk like my safety for, you know, whatever he has to offer. So it'd be interesting to try and understand what it is exactly he had to offer like packages I think there's there's a message there there's something new coming in to awareness that wants to communicate and it might take these kind of like assertive qualities this like not completely relying on the um outer nurturance like kind of thing to to do or or outsourcing it but rather like having a conscious um awareness of like where you can push yourself to do things but also like um understand like what's the next step then you know if that makes sense no that does make sense but yeah it's interesting like how quickly I just withdrew or attempted to just lock the door hide behind a wall and let this thing happen without my interference because I just had the sense that like I need to cut off and not be a part of this you know I need to rely Mm -hmm. on something external to take care of it because I can't do it so Mm -hmm. yeah I think the active imagination exercise that you suggested would be really good actually um because I didn't realize that there was this much here towards the end of the dream (laughs) yeah that was like like, when I read that I'm like yes yes (laughs) I love it (laughs) that means it's in it's like it's in your awareness you know like you're able to do something with it and understand it and see like what would that man transform into if you didn't perceive him to be so threatening yeah that I'm not going to be able to answer that for you but like well yeah that would be interesting because it you know not to get into it too much but I had another dream a few nights ago where I also took out the trash and I was not afraid of the garbage man I was like talking to him interacting with him and there Mm -hmm. was like something there where I just felt very comfortable but mm-hmm. that dream was kind of that dream had like a twisted ending <laughs> you had like it's you guys know what I mean but like it just yeah I know but um so there, there was something there where like that thing got brought up again um so it's probably just gonna keep we'll see if it if this um thing keeps happening because there's something there about delivering trash and being out of the home um the psychic home um that has been on my mind a lot lately since this dream so Mm -hmm. yeah I mean we could we could go in even more about all of this but I just I loved the I mean like maybe this is just my bias or perspective or whatever but sometimes the structure of a dream like it's kind of showing you like where you could go um in the beginning and then kind of like the middle to end is sort of like what's holding you back you know so 
that's not always the case yeah. yeah it's not always the case but it is something i've kind of noticed is just kind of like oh look we have these like super kind of powerful archetypal forces in the beginning that are still very distant like if you know if this is like a pamphlet you would think that like um that's what's on the image of the pamphlet is still something located outside the home like you would have to go leave the home in order to really discover what is on this pamphlet and like why you're so interested in it and kind of like what kaisa said like crystals yeah you can go to a shop and buy them but they're also part of like the earth like they're coming from something underground like deeper than where we are here right now so it's like having that mm -hmm. grounded connection like there's something stronger in that that you're you're aware of but like all of this other stuff is the stuff that you're kind of like when you look up from that pamphlet and you don't choose to go and figure out what this thing is you're kind of like okay here's all the stuff that's sort of keeping me back from that or understanding that or something mm. no that's huge and um I guess just like one last thing like just self-pres social nine with withdrawn fixes is so like trapped in its own I guess we could say void but it's just like there's so little that's getting let in um you know, not on the body level, but like when you have cut off in the fields of gaze and the fields of orientation, it creates like such a removal from a lot of external factors. And the process of like letting that in for me is huge. It takes a lot of energy and a lot of that like shadow assertive energy for me to incorporate and let something in um, just to my everyday life, my routine, etc. So you know, it's a lot to think about, but yeah, I, I'm impressed that I got, like, I hit all the self-pres boxes in the stream, despite being very intoxicated that night, because I literally just laid down on the bed, and I just asked, like, just show me self-pres, and let me be done, like, you know, just I have to be drunk show for it this to shit. me, and, yeah, and they were like, all right, you asked, we can, we can do that, <laughs> here's your package, yeah. <laughs> Here's the package you didn't want to receive, but but you yourself ordered it, but you yep. rejected it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, and that's too like I mean we like I said we could go into so much more with this because I I only know so much about like um like I think the mother just feels really important there. Like, are you outsourcing it? Are you relying on like um your relationship still with her like if we think about object relations you know mm. that everyone's kind of still connecting in the same way as as childhood like that kind of dynamic like is that what she's representing and you're kind of just having her do all of the things and it's that sort of like dynamic continuing you know you could I, I would encourage you to to just journal about that um because she does since she is like the main person that's doing things for you and also opening and yet still opening the door you know like I think that's um something maybe you'd have to uh be curious about um but yeah that was that's awesome I I loved it <laughs> well thank you thank you for the interpretation I have a lot to work with now so yeah yeah that was I loved it I, it was perfect um okay yeah and then 
we can do mine and this won't last very long um which is nice because i think self-pres dom dreams are gonna be the most important to get all the juice out of it but just as a person with self-preservation in the middle um i've mentioned before i don't have many dreams and then in this in this dream i don't have a house like i'm not in my house or whatever i i and it goes in between like I, sometimes i'm in my house sometimes i'm not um but okay before i do that is that was that do you want to add anything else sammy because i feel like i'm also just like totally being like okay thanks nice all right <laughs> next dream no I'm... I'm gonna exercise my social right now did we do everything <laughs> before moving on are you okay with that no i feel ready to move on i think we kind of covered um everything we could and i said what i um felt like i had to say but yeah i'm ready to, to okay. move forward I'm just used to like blasting, like going from blast to blast. So I'm just like trying to <laughs> slow it down a little bit. Okay. Um, right. So yeah, mine, I have a lot of context with mine because I actually th thought about this dream, wrote about it for a bit and also talked about it with my roommate who knows me very well and um, is often the greatest source to challenge the things that are going on in my dreams since it's hard for me to look at it objectively um so here's the dream and then i'll i'll explain some stuff uh that i was i was walking from my home to my art school so i went to art school uh it was not very far away just kind of over and down a hill um and there were these steps that led down to the school like down the hill and i noticed like all of these plants growing on these steps and they were like really pretty it was like you know spring they were just sprouting stuff like that um and they had flower buds on them and once i get down there i pass some people like you know i'm kind of in front of the school not in it yet and like people are walking around and like everyone's kind of dressed in like old english style clothes like victorian kind of like um dresses and stuff and i realized then that i'm dressed like a peasant like i just have like brown like basic ripped up kind of baggy sort of clothes and when I was inside everyone's kind of working this is like almost kind of an anachronism in its own way that like it's taking place in some kind of old English but like everyone inside is using computers and stuff and so they have these like screens and they're um like they're working on their digital art and we're we're putting together a magazine and so I'm flipping through the ones that we've already done because I wanted to find my piece. And as I'm flipping through, I become like more self-conscious because everyone's looks so beautiful. And I'm like, I know once I get to mine, it's just going to look like shit compared to all of these pieces. Um, So I kind of just put it down. I walked around and I came across these two monks. Um, I don't know what kind of monks they were, but they were just monks that were trying to film themselves for a project. And, and they were confused about how to use a like recorder so they tried to I, I tried to see if I could help them and that was the end of the dream um so I'm gonna <laughs> like I'm gonna give a bit of my context here that like I went to art school um and I didn't even I don't think about this often but one of the things that I realized because I was uh, wondering why these computers were in here and if they were important and if it was communication or whatever. And I realized in my own personal associations, um, I went into art school 
without knowing how to do digital art. And I found out that I was like the only person who didn't know how to do digital art. And it was just like, I felt very uh, self-conscious about that because everyone was really good at it. And I was painting and, and drawing and like, I felt very um, like inadequate compared to everyone else. And when I made that realization, um, I realized that it's like commenting on what I was writing about the previous night. So the previous night I was writing about self, like self-preservation, how I consciously think of it in my life right now. And I was writing all about like how I think I'm terrible at it. Like, no, it's not, you know, self-pres blind. <laughs> I still have a relationship that I can write about with it. Um, but I'm like, oh my God, like I, f there was so much shame around how inadequate I feel around self-pres. Like I'm, you know, financially and um, like if I want to think of building a life, like career wise, stuff like that. Like I just felt so just like, what the fuck? And I'm consumed last in, <laughs> in OPS. So it's just kind of like, I don't spend much time um, building anything really that like me. I'm sure it seems like I do to other people, but inside of me, I feel very like I'm just not at it. Like it's not something I put a lot of focus or attention on. And so I felt really bad about that. Um, I guess so that the, could... like being social dominance really highlights that comparison to other people in the right. realm of self-press. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's why I think too, it, that dynamic of everyone wearing these elaborate English clothes, but I'm dressed as a peasant. <laughs> is just like i i feel like uh is Im impoverished is a word right mm -hmm. <laughs> am i using that correctly <laughs> i feel impoverished on this yeah. mm -hmm. um and so or it's it's it would make you like a, like a like a lower status because yes you don't have yeah. the resources that not on the same have. social footing as these other mm -hmm. people yeah correct yeah yeah, and um, and so like I think maybe as well why it took me back to art school because I don't have many dreams of art school to be honest. Um, it's actually kind of rarely that I have dreams of like doing art. When when I do, I'm like, oh look, <laughs> like doing art in a dream. That's great. Like um, so I was really kind of okay. Why is like why am I dreaming about this now? And um. I realized too, like self-preservation is, is also about like working on skill, you know, like it's, it's a certain level of skill set that I'm like, oh, art is like one of the main skills that I've since forever have actually put a lot of attention and focus on. Like, um, like I've pushed myself to, to be kind of disciplined in that. And Whereas like other self-preservation stuff, I just haven't, you know, it's, it's, I think maybe because there's such a tie still to social with art <laughs> um, and maybe sexual, I don't know, that it is just kind of uh, more interesting and keeps my attention and I care about it a lot more, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm also wondering, like, do you have like an association with digital art, not only as being like something that you didn't have experience in but like was that something you saw as being more practical than just oh like painting? it's actually a fantastic thing you brought that up yeah um 
the other association that I had with that, it, and this is where the triple attachment comes in, immediately I saw everyone else was doing it, and I immediately saw everyone else was really good at it, and therefore I thought I had to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I trained myself in digital art because I'm like, oh, I have to do this. But every time we'd come up with a, a project, and even now, um, it's not something I actually want to do. <laughs> Yet I think I have to do it because everyone else is doing it and it looks so good because I see other digital pieces and I'm like, wow, that's so amazing. I should just, you know, do that too. And, but there's like something in my soul that is always like, no, I don't want to do that. And it's not me. And I love painting. And there was like a couple, um, well, kind of after school, I did try to do a lot more. Um, I, I was fighting between doing like digital and and traditional pieces. And so I didn't do like oil painting or something for quite a while. Um, mm. Yeah, that it's it's kind of like. Yeah, it, it did feel like a pressure to to do something that wasn't actually something I wanted to do, too. Right. So mm-hmm. um, the monks not being very adept at it would kind of maybe speak to your like even spiritual struggle to do the a like what what was the word even ai art or oh just just digital art yeah just Mm -hmm. digital art so like um like did you mention it before like monks having the kind of spiritual aspect of the self-press like actually a lot a lot of the stuff that monks do it's just like this um kind of wellness they really do like just everyday uh things um and really combine it with the like this kind of higher spiritual wellness thing and it's mm-hmm. interesting what you said also uh relating to Sammy's stream that healing begins with the self and then you can mm-hmm. heal the world because that's also like a very like monk or a buddhist kind of view but yeah, right i think you like the monks there are really telling about your like spiritual struggle to i i forget the word again what was it digital, digital? art <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe i'm struggling with it. <laughs> that's okay <laughs> yeah yeah um and that's why you know so mine's kind of the opposite with Sammy, like I said, with your dream that there's, here's kind of the archetype that could help heal. And then it's like, well, here's all the things holding you back. And maybe that is because you're self-pressed Dom. Mine's the opposite of just like, here's all the shit that's holding you back. And yet at the end, there's like a little gem of like, maybe a, a kind of direction to go in mm-hmm. that. Um, and maybe that is like, here's all the social shit too. Of like, <laughs> Here's your social awareness, but then boom, here's the self-pressed. Um, and also to, just as a quick side note, the fact that I'm going like down a hill, like I'm in, be- I, the dream starts off in between my home and this like place of building skill and, and, you know, life and stuff like that. Um, because I also, because of being consumed last, um, I will wait till the end of the day to do like any of my self-press stuff. <laughs> I don't want to look at it. I don't want to think about it until the end of the day. Like it, it, it does. It's very like when I'm off on the weekends or something, it's hard for me to go straight to like a self-pres thing or uh, a like consume whatever thing. 
it's so hard because it's I think they and that's why like in the dream I'm kind of in this in-between spot because it's like I'm not really in a home but I'm also trying to get somewhere that is you know familiar to me of self-preservation but anyway yeah so a funny synchronicity that happened was after the day after I had this dream I was listening to a podcast and they started talking about monks in the podcast and I'm like what yeah I was like oh my god so like I had to like save it because I was like oh I gotta I gotta write what they're saying down because this is so like speaking to what's going on in my dream um that they kind of said and I wrote this down that like the word monk uh means to cut out a space for divination that the monk creates an inner temple a space in mind imagination and heart where he can observe the signs of divine providence uh, the work of the spiritual life includes the building of these inner temples and creation of temenos, a space set apart for sacred use. Contemplation, the primary work of the monk, achieves the necessary emptiness in everything, every moment and every event. These empty spaces, simply marked out as sacred, invite the soul to participate and provide places for its dwelling. And so I just thought that was so interesting of just like, you know, a way that resonates for me. Um, because Sammy yours was like a very grounded kind of sacred space and mine's I mean like maybe this is just my bias but it sounds a bit more like I can relate to it more being social self-prez of like maybe it's not directly coming from the earth quite yet but like let's make space for what that might look like you know that I'm not even Mm -hmm. like because you think of monks too kind of um purposefully withholding from a lot of self-preservation stuff of the world or materialism that kind of thing so that they can make space for the divine um that like that that kind of theory makes more sense to me like oh yeah yeah, okay like I could probably access that better than if I were to kind of look at it in your way that you have you know because because that's the thing is like we can still work with our egos like you're not going to get rid of it (laughs) so it's your the the dream can kind of give it to you in a way that makes more sense to you in this time and place and so that like immediately when I listened to it I was like oh my god there it is you know Mm -hmm. yeah Um, it's so interesting because yeah even like at the beginning of your dream you're noticing um like plants and like taking note of the colors and so it's like you know similar to my dream like there's something in my awareness of this thing that can't that isn't quite being integrated maybe it is social like with the man and here it's like you're noticing the flowers at the beginning and the monks at the end Mm. but again it's like you know there is still maybe distance and maybe distance isn't even the right word but um they're in your field like your observational field and with the monks you do actually like ask to see if you can help them so Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just never know like what it is that I'm helping them with, which is the other thing then that's um, would be interesting of like my own homework is understanding like what am I helping them with and like it's weird another kind of anachronism like you don't think of a monk using like technology. (laughs) So it is kind of just this like out of place sort of energy of like, what would they be doing with that like. um, What is the message. Well, you are helping yourself just because you are being kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. 
And like, because that's the other thing too. I get really hard on myself when it comes to like the things I know I'm bad at. Like I am oh. extreme. Like I wrote th- that night. I was writing just furiously. Like, and I fucking suck at this, and I hate that, and, like, <laughs> and I let this go on for too long, and I should have done this differently. Like I'm very hard on myself when it when it comes to that. So. Yeah, but it's interesting because like you were feeling that self consciousness when watching the other people doing the digital art for the magazine and you were struggling and yet you see the monks struggling and it's like you just ask like oh like do you guys need help like it's so I thought that was interesting too I don't know if that really Mm -hmm. well and when you bring it up in that way this is just something I'm thinking of now but it's kind of like like sort of flipping energy that like I'm feeling really inadequate that I'm not doing things right and that I'm not like good as everyone else but here it's like I'm being able to actually like help someone with something that they're feeling inadequate with and they're like totally left in the dark about so it's just kind of like being able to kind of be more gentle or kind with the parts of myself that are like trying to learn still like Mm -hmm. I kind of put the pressure on myself to have it figured out already and these are like there's still a part of me that's like totally innocently just trying to figure something out that I'm like like why am I not treating myself the same way you know that makes a lot of sense it's hmm. so wholesome yeah, that's a really interesting dream I, I like yeah. how you're all dressed up in like medieval clothes and like you're still just like using technology you're <laughs> the monks using technology <laughs> it's just, like, all these like mismatched things that's so interesting Mm -hmm. yeah like it was actually too like very out of place because around all of like around this dream are just fucking social dreams it's just social social people people like I'm like trying to figure out shadows and stuff like that and like oh my god what am I doing and so when I really spent time to just sit down and be like god now I have to give attention to this fucking self-presence thing and how much I hate it blah 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 like it, this dream is so out of place compared to all of the other dreams that I've been having. So it kind of makes sense for it to even just have out of place elements because it. <laughs> it's just not my norm. Like I'm automatic on social all the time. Hmm. So to have something so self-pres, it's just like, wow, that is like, you know, a shock almost to have to really like pay attention to it. <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting. Like when you... In the beginning, you left home, but like, what if you stayed at home instead of going out there to compare yourself to everyone else? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, what is that relationship in the first place? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I love it. <laughs> well, I don't, but I do. You know, like, <laughs> I don't, but it 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 makes sense. I honestly thought I was gonna have like, um, because when I have like social typical social dreams it's always like like I get like oh god it's it I'm kind of making myself feel bad all the time and so I'm like oh great now I'm gonna have a self-pres dream to make me feel bad too because I feel bad about it <laughs> like <laughs> and then I have this dream I wake up with I'm like oh like I'm it kind of sparked the curiosity in me again that like i I I know is important but it's so hard for me to like get to sometimes that I was like oh yeah you know social doesn't have to be the thing I'm fucking doing all the goddamn time (laughs) making me feel bad (laughs) 
No, but it's interesting because like, you know, I wonder like in the future when we do more of these like instinct dreams and we um we ask our unconscious to like, you know, tell me about my secondary instinct or tell me about my blind spot and like looking out for that mismatch quality I think is really interesting Mm because like when we do social and then we do sexual like that'll be really really interesting to see what comes up Um, especially with the secondary instinct I didn't realize how much was there Mm -hmm. um, in the way it it appears so yeah that's kind of like revelatory for me personally yeah this whole exercise has been so like kind of Mm mind-blowing I wasn't expecting such a like we are gonna go to that later but I wasn't expecting such like an elaborate answer from my unconscious and then I'm like okay well let's imagine all the questions I could ask (laughs) and what would the answers be like am I ready to like receive all of it Mm -hmm. well you you are because it will be giving it to you (laughs) and it only is gonna give it you like give it to you if, if it knows you're ready to receive it you know I guess. I mean, <laughs> since it's already there, beside me, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs>